0: This morning, I want to say a few words about a very particular way in which we live out this command to love our neighbour, namely to pray for the dead. That The tradition specifies various ways that we love our neighbour, our various physical ways, various spiritual, and one of what's called the spiritual works of mercy is praying for the dead, something that in the Catholic Church we do in particular in this month of November that we've now started. And love, love always seeks to manifest itself somehow. Love always seeks to do something in action. And when someone we love has died, the love within us for them still unites us to them. The love within us is still seeking to do something for that loved one who has died. And this practice of praying for those who have died gives us a a very important and a very direct way of continuing in action to do something for the one we love who is gone. So we read in the Bible that it was the Jewish practice before us to pray for the dead. It says in the second book of Maccabees in particular how they offered sacrifices for the dead in the temple. Why? That they might be loosed from their sins that their sins wouldn't hold them down. And that Jewish practice became the early Catholic practice and it's rooted in two very simple beliefs as Christians. The first, that, that we will rise from the dead, that there is a life after death, something that our modern materialistic world so easily forgets and we might forget with them, that there is a life to come. And with that, the belief that our prayers, the prayers of the living, can help those who have died. So while we live, we can pray for each other. That I can pray for you, and I can pray for you. I can pray for what you need. And my prayers call down God's help for you. And even after death, even after that chasm that separates us from our loved ones in death, What unites us remains even stronger. And so I can pray for those who have died, live out my love for them that way. (laughs) Now, thinking more particularly about what we call purgatory, someone was asking me about purgatory recently, saying, Well, who goes to purgatory and what's purgatory like? And in particular, they were asking, Is it painful? And for those of you that don't know, purgatory is the name of the place um, that most of us go between death and heaven. Um, That if you die and if you're not judged to be so evil to merit hell, but you're also not yet ready for heaven, there's this place in between called purgatory. And it's a very important thing in our faith because if it wasn't for purgatory, heaven couldn't be heaven. That the Bible tells us heaven is a place of absolute perfection, absolute happiness. Well, if I went to heaven just as I am, well, then I'd carry with me all that's wrong with me, all my sin, all the residue of my sin, my grumpiness, my disagreeableness. and, And the instant I'd get there, heaven would no longer be heaven for anybody else. So it's important that there's a place of change in between. And that's what purgatory is about. But it's also important for me that if this absolute heaven, this absolute perfection, this absolute happiness of heaven, if I'm going to be able to enjoy that, then for my sake I need to be purified of all that's wrong with me in order to be ready for that perfection of heaven. So there's a change that's needed between death and heaven. And that's what purgatory's all about. And this word purgatory implies being purged of our sins, of our imperfections, of the residues of our sins. And the traditional image for this is of fire. Fire. In the same way that fire burns out impurities in various substances, so the images of fire burning away the impurities in me in purgatory. But there are other images we could use to take. Use maybe a more modern image. You could think of um, a gym where people go to exercise you can see my biceps aren't too big, but I do know that when you go to the, ex- the gym to exercise, um, it's hard work, it's physical pain. But it's a pain somebody wants to undergo because there's a, a gain they're looking to get from. Well, purgatory is the same that if it's difficult, if it's hard to change there, just as it's hard to change <clears throat> in exercise at the gym. Well, it's nonetheless a hope-filled difficulty, a hope-filled pain, because you're wanting to get yourself ready for the joy of heaven. And you're already anticipating that because the person in purgatory knows that they are going to heaven, and they want to get themselves ready. So to use a third and final image that's sometimes used of purgatory, it's a bit like getting yourself ready before you go out to a party. That if you're going to a fancy party, you want to look your best, you want to get yourself ready. That if you're going to enjoy the party, then you've got to do that getting ready. And that And Some of us take longer to get ready for a party than others. And purgatory likewise, how long will I be there? Well, it depends on what's left to be purified of me before when I die. So it varies for all of us, but for all of us, It's a place, yes, of difficulty, yes, of hard work, but a place of hope and a place of joy. So to return to where I began, what does this have to do, in a sense, with us praying for those who are in purgatory, praying for those who have died? Well, the action in purgatory, the change, is God doing the change while I live on earth, when I repent, when I change, when I'm transformed, it's God's grace in me that's the primary person acting. I cooperate with God's grace, but it's God's grace acting. And it's the same in purgatory. God is the primary one acting. So when we pray for them, we're calling down an increase of grace to help them in that transformation. So we pray for the dead for three things. We pray in the first place for mercy in the judgment. We pray for the consolation and strength for those who are going through this time of transition. And third, we pray that our prayers might call down the help, the grace of God, that this process, this transition might be speeded for them. So, in this month of November, let's remember to pray for the dead. Let's pray for those who have died that we know and love. But let's pray also for those we don't know, those maybe who have no one to pray for them, because it's an important way to live out this command to love my neighbor.